0: This is the Living Out Podcast, and I'm your host, Darren Steele. So on the podcast, I do a hodgepodge of social justice, personal growth, LGBTQ issues, and topics relatable to gay men, but certainly understandable by everyone with an open mind. I am concerned with critical thinking and queer thought leadership. I say queer thought leadership because I want people to think differently, to think more openly, empathetically. And these are these are the tools we need to enlighten people who are ignorant simply of what they don't know. And that is potentially holding them back or keeping them stuck in the status quo that is not helping those of us who identify anywhere along the lgbtq spectrum as being other and difference is something we can use to improve humanity and that's the topic for today's podcast, how can you use your difference to make a difference? Now, very quickly, some housekeeping. I'm not going to be do the, doing this for too many more episodes, but I do want to ask you if you haven't gone and completed my living out survey, it'll take you five, maybe 10 minutes at the most. There's about three open-ended questions, and that's just what's going to take you the longest time if you want to answer those. But it's primarily multiple choice, yes, no questions. And, you know, I'm growing the podcast. I've hit past 70 episodes. I want your feedback on things like duration, content, and I've got some questions about some things that I want to to bring to the podcast, to expand what I offer, and to make sure that I'm giving you the best value for the use of your listening time. Because I don't want to do this just because. I really want to have an impact. And by impact, I mean that I don't necessarily have to hear from you, but I love it if I hear from you. When people write to me or leave a comment and say how much something about the podcast or what I said has helped them, that means so much to me. Um, I really appreciate that. So... Getting your feedback about what's working or what you'd like to see more of just helps me do this in an even more refined way. So there will be a link. It should be an embedded form. So you can go to the episode web page and just click yes, I'll help by answering these questions. Or if you want to go do this right now, I have a short link. It's a bit.ly link. It's just go into your browser and type l y slash L-O-P survey. L-O-P for Living Out Podcast for short. B-I-T dot L-Y L-O-P survey. And that's that. So let's get into today's episode. How can you use your difference to make a difference? Well, this is a new catchphrase that came to me last week, and I, I love it because difference is a word for many people try to push those of us who are gay or lesbian or trans to the far side of being negative, not part of, can't understand you. What's your problem? But difference does not have to be viewed through a lens that is negative. Difference is uniqueness. Difference provides insight. Difference provides an opportunity to challenge dominant ways of thinking. And that's often what people are afraid of, because they're stuck in a way of thinking, in a way of living, a way they've been taught to accept the world or their politics or their religion, or they simply have not seen or been in the company company of enough difference to recognize that there's no harm coming to them. So put somebody in a very small town that's, hmm, they've been brought up in such a way that they've been limited by what they could find out about the outside world. And I'm thinking here as an example, and it pains me to say this, but, you know, my sister is a fundamentalist Christian and they live out west and they homeschooled their kids. Now, I understand some things are changing in how they're looking at the world, but ultimately, everything for them was funneled through uh, a news network organized by Billy Graham. So, automatically, There's a filter on top of filters, so certain bits of information are not getting through. Bits of news are being taught in a way to manipulate and control ways of thinking. I wasn't actually expecting to say all of this right now, but this is the challenge that many of us face as individuals and that we face right now in society as a whole is how to deal with these kinds of structures, this kind of framing, um, this ignorance and arrogance in some ways, believing that the world can only be in one way and that if you don't act in this way or believe in this higher power, you should be condemned. Okay. Let's get back to being gay. (laughs) as a gay man for the gay men listening. But if you're not gay, that's okay. You can still get something out of today's podcast. What does it mean to live out the best of you to live out the best of who you are? And I want to put emphasis on the word out mean living out as an out gay man. Now for me, it's about understanding if I've left any parts of me in the closet and, and which of those parts I want to bring out of myself and to enjoy and to experience. So let me give you an example from my own life. And I may have shared this at, at some point, and you may recognize this. But when I was a teenager growing up in the early eighties, so it would have been the late 70s, early 80s, because I was 18, going on 19 and 1984. So just to give you that framework. I fell in love with figure skating and gymnastics and contemporary dance. And I never got to practice. I never got to try out for any of those athletic activities, but I watched. And I watched in silence and I watched in secret. Now, my memories of that time are black and white. And that's because we had a black and white television when I was a teenager. I'm kidding. <laughs> We did have a black and white television we didn't my parents didn't get a color television until I had actually moved away to university that's how old I am. Do you even know what a black and white television is but all joking aside, I always made sure that. It, it. I didn't seem too interested if we happened to be watching television and something like gymnastics or dance came on. I didn't want my parents to look over and suspect if I was glued to the TV. I didn't want to give away the attraction that I had for the beautiful bodies of the men figure skating or dancing or the, you know, in the gymnastics in their tank tops. And, ugh, oh, you know, I could never express this to my family or my friends at that time. And at the high school I went to, any of those athletics were considered gay. And anyone who expressed interest or even talked about it remotely was made fun of or at worst called a faggot. Now, it's, it's what I wanted to do. I remember when we were thinking about university and I was secretly getting in the mail information about dance programs at York University. So it makes me think about queer leadership, gay leadership, queer mentorship, and I've talked about that in a few past podcasts, and it's what I'm doing with my Living Out Leadership Facebook group. I wish I had have had some form of a gay or queer mentor or a hero when I was in my teen years, someone who could have seen the struggles I was facing as a closeted adolescent, or for me to have been able to see someone offering information or instruction about how to live out and and accept yourself and not have shame and, and not be fearful. And, you know, yeah, there wasn't the internet. Then, and it's probably a heck of a lot easier, even though there are still huge challenges for young people growing up today. And there are still challenges for people who aren't growing up, but are adults of any age. So it wasn't until my early 30s when I decided that I was going to study personal training and move into that as as a career that I rediscovered that best part of myself that I had left in the closet. One evening I was at the gym and I was attending a yoga class and I stayed afterwards. I was the last person there. I was talking to the instructor and he looked at me and he said, you're so flexible. Were you a gymnast when you were younger? Now, first of all, I was very flexible at that time and I had been spending a huge amount of time. Studying aspects of flexibility because I had some horrible sciatica. And besides a lot of corrective work and postural work and strength training and single limb work to fix myself, I dedicated hours per week to increase my flexibility. And I had done quite a lot. But it was a bittersweet question and it hurt me a little bit. And I remember sitting there and just like dropping my head and just. It was like I had been taken out of that moment and like some sort of a movie, Hollywood movie, where, you know, you're literally like pulled back and everything buzzes by super quickly as if you're going 300 miles an hour, but backwards. And then I smiled because, you know, I had unconsciously prided myself on taking care of of that part of myself and I guess locking it away and thinking that that was okay. But it just reminded me that that's a part of who I am and was and that here I was now studying personal training and flexibility and realizing that, well, it was too late to be a gymnast. I mean, I could have probably gone and learned some gymnastics, right? But There is a physical age past which there's just no point. You're not going to ever compete. It could just be for a hobby and for fun. But I was living out that original dream from my teenage years in a different way. I was understanding The mechanics of my body and the movement of my body and helping other people realize more self-love and self-awareness about how they move and how to take care of their body and how to express themselves through physical movement. And I think there was an aspect that uh, I was living out and teaching people, having had that experience, having closeted away that desire, um, that I guess I was trying to live out as a kind of therapy in a sense, right? To, to take hold of this desire that I had, that physical movement and physical expression was that important to me, and that I was mastering movement, but within the framework of, of bodybuilding and, and strength training as opposed to gymnastics. So a story like this doesn't have to be true for every gay man or any person of whatever sexual gender identity that has been in the closet. But I know for many of us and and those closer to me in age at 53 who grew up at that time, I was mentioning, and we didn't have the resources of the Internet and they didn't have the resources to find others who might be like us. When I moved from Toronto to Ottawa uh, about five hours away and went to university. It wasn't until my first year university that I discovered a gay and lesbian group at the university. And then I discovered through the group Um, that there were different organizations in Toronto. And then there was a helpline you could have called to ask questions about being gay. (laughs) Like I had to move out of Toronto to find this out. And that was there while I was a teenager. But how was I going to access that information at that time? How would I come across that? We didn't have safe spaces at high school. We didn't have gay and lesbian clubs or LGBTQ clubs at the university to give us this information. Now, My partner goes and works in schools at the Toronto District School Board, and he'll send me pictures when he sees on a bulletin board a rainbow flag and equality for everyone and, you know, an LGBT group or something like that. It's like, wow, I'm so glad that kids have this today. Not everyone I know, but it's a great place to start. Having felt threatened and unsafe And this happens to us at various stages in life, right? Because we might not be out all the time. Sometimes we keep our identity closely guarded. A little while ago, I mentioned I was in a LGBTQ professionals group on Facebook, and there were quite a number of people who replied to a question that I posed. And some of them were expressing the frustration of of not being able to openly say my partner and, and... they weren't able to say, or they didn't feel comfortable saying their partner's name, which is clearly, let's say, a man's name, and they're gay. Or they had to hear their co-worker go on and on and on about their opposite sex partner and their marriage and all this stuff, and they didn't want to care. Or they had to hear somebody talk about their religious views that were clearly homophobic and prejudiced. And yet, they didn't feel safe enough to express why that's wrong and why that's inappropriate for that person to have that conversation while they, a gay man, are having to endure, basically, prejudice and harassment at the workplace. As we grow up, through adolescence, through our 20s and 30s, and maybe even 40s, we face our demons on various levels. Whether it be shame, whether it be guilt for certain things that we've done, um, whether it be just things that we're simply afraid of doing, which could be related to aspects of ourselves that we may have hidden away in the closet. Maybe we talk things through with friends that we feel we can trust. Maybe we went to therapy. Maybe, in my case, I studied ad nauseum personal development and leadership programs and Jim Rohn and Anthony Robbins and so many other names that you may or may not have heard from to better understand myself and to seek. Because I thought I was broken, but I wasn't broken. And if that's how you feel, let me tell you, you're not broken. You're just hearing what society Thinks you are, which is different, which they're equating as broken. But remember what I said at the beginning. Your difference is unique. Your difference is your gift. Your differences are your insight. Your differences are what allow you to make a profound difference in the world. So once we... Better understand ourselves and move forward, we can feel better about ourselves. And, and maybe that helps us be, to become successful in our personal life and our business life. But I know at some point this happened to me. You feel empty and you wonder is that all there is? And this, speaking about going into personal training, I got to that point in the last five or maybe longer years of personal training. It's like, oh, what now? And for me, it was because I wasn't living out the best part of who I am. And the best part of who I am is being an out gay man, is being queer. With my publication on Medium, with my podcast, in working with gay men as a coach, that's me. I relish. I love the gay, the queer experience the politics, working to make the world a better place. Personal training helped me deal with, (laughs) that career helped me deal with a suppressed past part of myself that I had hidden away in a closet and I explored it, but it didn't explore it to its fullest potential for me. I wasn't able to bring the fully out gay Darren into it. And in not being fully myself in that career, I felt empty after a while. And that's why I had to let it go when I really moved into everything that I'm doing now. So if you've ever felt something like this, if you're at a transition or a point of transformation and you're like, what next? Things have to change. Is what next? Is that all there is? How do I go from here to there without messing up? Will will this screw up everything? Am I going to lose? Have I left the best parts of me in the closet? And what am I not living out? Ask yourself that question. What am I not living out? A passion, a skill, a talent, a a desire that maybe you had long ago and you've just thought, yeah, just close the door on that. But if if that keeps every once in a while knocking from the inside like let me out let me out you have to do something with it that's what makes for a fulfilling life it doesn't mean you have to drop everything it may mean it's just something to pursue for fun it may mean you go and do this thing give me i'll give you one more example I remember i i did uh I joined the gay volleyball league and i guess i did 2 years of that and for a couple of different reasons, it didn't work out for me, but it was something I needed to explore. And I did it. And then I was done with it. And sometimes that's all that matters, right? If we hold on to that stuff, do you want to be in your deathbed going, oh God, I wish I had just played volleyball <laughs> or something far more serious, something far more meaningful. And this is why I'm building my living out leadership, calling it an incubator, because it's a space for gay men to work together, to understand their unique gifts, their insights, how to use their difference to make a difference to dig deeper and find out what parts of themselves that they've left in the closet and how to bring out those gifts. Now, as gay men, we have some incredible gifts and uniqueness that we can teach others. We can, for example, make a difference in straight men's lives by helping them to understand. Their masculinities, their way of relating to women, their way of using power and how they can express with more empathy and feeling and how they could possibly practice more listening skills, how they can work more holistically with other men, with their sons, with their wives and with other women, just as an example. Gay men in leadership roles in business, when exhibiting the best of who they are as out gay men and unafraid and unashamed to lead through what makes them uniquely individual as a person and as a gay man, exploring their unique gifts as a gay man in that leadership position can create Something substantially different and more powerful in a place of business. And that for me is why the word, for example, queer is so appropriate here, because it means different, out of the ordinary. And if we keep doing the same thing, we're always going to get the same thing. And if we look at what we're not happy with in the world today, that's because we've been doing too much of the same thing, the hegemonic patriarchy, the status quo, and we need to disrupt that. And the way we disrupt what's not working is by expressing our queer uniqueness. If you grew up in the closet, you'll have had more than one coming out experience. You came out to different people at different times. You discovered more about yourself each time that you came out. And you may act one way around some people and another way around others. I'm mentioning this because we can't always point out who's gay, right? There's no visible identifier. Now, if somebody's acting very effeminate, We might assume, but that doesn't mean we're right. We were all born with the ability to mask and to fit in. And that mask is a social contract to keep us fucking quiet and working within the confines of the norm. And that's not good enough. That's not acceptable And that might be one of the reasons, if you're wondering, is that all there is? And so that's my invitation to you, is that while there's a conversation happening in my Facebook group, Living Out Leadership, I'm interested in speaking with you one person at a time to help you get really clear on how you can use your difference to make a difference. And your ideas and desires might just be your immediate circle of friends or influence or at work. And that's wonderful. You may have more grandiose plans like what I do. That's wonderful as well. There's no one that's better than the other. But if you want to live out the best of who you are and discover how to use more of your difference to make a difference, then head on over to my coaching page and I'll put a link in the show notes. But it's darrensteel.com slash coaching make sure you read the whole page because it's there's some helpful information to help you understand about what coaching is and why you might want to consider it and then complete the questionnaire to book a discovery call with me so that we can sit down and have this conversation so I look forward to hearing from you And until next time, use your difference to make a difference.